Well, as Brother Tim said, thank you for coming out tonight on a cold, uh, well, relatively cold in comparison to what we had, wet night. Uh, so thankful for this opportunity to gather together. And as we gather, I wanted to read from a devotional that I've been reading from. This is from the Words of Grace, and it is a reading from Acts 19, and it's on the Spirit of God. As I've said before, sometimes as Baptist evangelicals, we can become nervous around the words Holy Spirit. And so we must remember that we serve a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so this talks about the importance of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. In Acts 19, it says, While Paulus was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? No, they told him, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Into what then were you baptized, he asked them. Into John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling the people that they should believe in the one who would come after him, that is, in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. So then in the devotional, it talks about the importance of the Holy Spirit. It says, to be a Christian, we must be born of the Holy Spirit. Once we are born again, we are to be filled with the Spirit by submitting to Him. We talked about the importance of submission this morning. The filling of the Holy Spirit produces characteristics of Jesus in our lives called fruit. The Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and as we read it, obey it, and make decisions by its wisdom, we are being led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit creates fellowship among Christians. We serve others and share the gospel by the gifts and power that the Holy Spirit gives to us. These and other aspects of the nature and activity of the Holy Spirit are a part of any doctrine statement that is based on the Bible. Now, to the next question. Do we know God through personal experience with His Spirit? Have we received the Spirit through hearing the gospel with faith? Are we filled with the Spirit by submitting to Him? Ephesians 5. Are we walking by the Spirit by following the path of His Word? Galatians 5. Are we maintaining the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace in relationship to other Christians in the context of a local church? Are we bearing the fruit of the Spirit by loving, serving, and reaching out to people with the Gospel? I want to read that last question again. Are we bearing the fruit of the Spirit by loving, serving, and reaching out to people with the gospel? So thankful for uh, uh, Brother Ethan McCreary. He's here tonight. Uh, it's kind of a interesting, funny way how we met. His wife, Lexi, is here with him. She had sent out an email to uh, to churches in the area who uh, support WayFM and are and are partners of some sort, talking about an outreach that they were doing. But in the context of that, I think she had talked about how she's moved here, and her husband, Ethan, was a church planting pastor. And uh, honestly, I forgot all about the outreach that she was writing about, and immediately was excited about what her husband was doing, what she is doing as well, uh, as part of that team. So Ethan and I met, and uh, honestly, when we met, it was one of those days that wasn't a particularly encouraging day, and it seemed like everything I said to him, uh, if 
it came out of my mouth in somewhat of a neutral or a negative light, and he turned around and made it positive and was just overflowing with joy and, and just excitement. And so the God is God is doing great things through Ethan, through the church there, the Well Church, and so so thankful for him. And uh, reminds me in some part of our ministry in Canada when we were there, we did not expect to minister to university students, but they were they that's who God brought into uh, into our lives. And so Ethan and Lexi and the Well Church there, they've been ministering to students at UAH and Calhoun and the surrounding uh, universities. So I'm going to have him come and share. But as he does, I'm going to pray for him and pray for the Well Church. Gracious Father, I thank you for Ethan. Lord, I pray that you will continually use him and his wife Lexi. And I pray that you will bless them as they reach out into the community. Father, I pray that you will remind him, remind us that people need the Lord. Lord, as we sang earlier, it's not just a chorus that is catchy, but Father, it is a reality that people may live good, upright lives with successful jobs or with successful futures. But, Father, if they don't know your Son, Jesus Christ, they are heading down a path of destruction. So, Father, we ask that you might open doors. Lord, we thank you for the work that you are doing through the Well Church. We pray that you might open our eyes to um, partner with them, to encourage them, to support them. But, Father, we also ask that you might open doors in our communities, in our workplaces, so that we might speak truth, so we might share the gospel. And Lord, I thank you for Ethan and his willingness to um, get outside of his comfort zone, so to speak, and to share with university students and to be the hands and feet of Christ. Thank you that he is here sharing. I pray that we will have receptive hearts as we receive um, his update as to what they are doing. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How's everyone doing tonight? We're good. All right. Well, good deal. Uh, my name is Ethan, and I am a church planner here in the Huntsville area. And it's so good to be here. It's so good to see you guys. And me and Lexi were really excited, looking forward to this throughout the week. And so we are church planners, and we work with the North American Mission Board. And we were commissioned to come here to Huntsville and to specifically reach out to the college campus, uh, University of Alabama Huntsville and Calhoun, Alabama A&M. And uh, God has been doing great things in our church, and I'm excited just to share a little bit about that tonight. And I, I just want to start off by saying this, that I, I have a core conviction, and I believe it's so true. And it's I believe God is alive and I believe that He is still moving today. I, I don't believe that God has finished, but do you, are you guys with me that God is moving and He's doing things around us in His kingdom and, and He's far from done? Um, there's much to be done in Huntsville. And then when you ask yourself, well, what is He doing and who is He moving through? I believe the answer is He's moving through the local church. He's moving through God's people that assemble together 
as local churches. And so I'm a huge fan of the local church. I love what God is doing um, through churches like this. And I'm very encouraged to know that in Huntsville, it's not just about one church and their castle, but it's about the kingdom. And it's about we're not just uh, against each other or in a competition, but we're together for the gospel, trying to reach people for the gospel. And we all do this as one church under God. And so I'm very encouraged by churches like this that we get to share and celebrate together what God is doing and uh, encourage each other and pray for each other. And so I'm very blessed um, just to be a part of it, and I'm very thankful for you. And so what I want to do tonight is just I just want to encourage you, and I want to encourage you as a church family what God's called you to do. And secondly, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you for um, what is to come in the future of Haven Baptist Church and what God has in store for you. And so I just want to give you a little bit of our story and kind of how I got to where I was and how we ended up in church planning. Um, so I'm from the Shoals area, specifically Muscle Shoals, and I grew up there, um, grew up in a church. Both my mom and dad were very active in a local church. I did not want to go to the church, I'll be honest. Uh, I did not want to, but my, I'm very thankful my dad made me go. Um, when I was a kid, I had a realization that I was lost, had uh, first realization of what the gospel was, that there is an all-powerful God who loves me and he can save me from my sin. And it was when I was a kid that I accepted Jesus as Lord um, and gave my life to him. And when I turned 18, uh, it was by this point that I felt a call to ministry. I didn't really know what that was. Uh, I knew people would walk down the aisle and say, I surrendered to the ministry. But I was like, what does that mean? Uh, but I knew that, I remember I read the Bible and I would read Matthew 28, 19. And he would say, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. And, and this is what everyone's supposed to do. And I remember reading that, I thought, oh, okay, well that's what I need to do in my life. I need to go and, and tell people about Jesus. And so I believe that's where the Lord just began to work on me, that that's what I needed to do in my life. I didn't know if I was going to be in a church setting or not in a church setting, but I was open up for whatever. Um, but when I was 18, I drove through the city of Sheffield, which is right next to the city of Muscle Shoals. And I was going through the city, and um, the summer before, I interned with a ministry where they would do vacation Bible school and ministry for families in Section 8 housing. And I remember I drove by this neighborhood, and the, the name of it was called Sheffield Homes. And I remember I drove by it, and just one of the few, very few, I can count on one hand instances where I just could feel the Holy Spirit working in me, calling me to do something. God got my attention, and He said, Ethan, I want you to reach out to these people. I want you to do something to reach them for my kingdom. Didn't know what that meant, <laughs> but I believe that God wanted me to do something. And so I went to this neighborhood, me and one of my friends, the next week, and we just went in there, and no strategy, no game plan. Um, we were just trusting God to do something, and we went in this neighborhood, and we walked up to a family and just began to hang out with them. We did the only thing that 18-year-olds knew how to do, and we invited them to go eat McDonald's with us. And so we took a holy Baptist trip to McDonald's, had some ice cream, and they're like, hey, you should come back next week and hang out. We said, all right. So the next week we go back, and we bring two friends with us. They show up, and they bring another family with us, and they had a bunch of kids there. 
And we thought, you know what? Well, maybe we need to do something like maybe a Bible study for the kids. And so we started doing some type of little Bible story devotional in this neighborhood. Next week comes back. I bring two more college students with me and they bring another family. And this process just kind of happened over and over and over again to where we realized that God was doing something bigger than ourselves. And it's one of those moments where you look back and you say, okay, this is something much bigger than my ability, but God is obviously doing something. You know, when like when Blackaby says that when you see God moving, you want to be a part of it and experience it and get on, get in on it. And so it was a, you know, five years later that a ministry formed and there's been in that little neighborhood, there's been uh, 60 people come to faith in Christ. And over a thousand people coming and serving this neighborhood over the course of five years. And I look back and I go, whoa, Lord, <laughs> how'd you do that? And it, and it was just Him. Um, but this ministry, it was great and we saw great wins. But the important thing that's important to this story is there's a young lady that came to help me out. And sure enough, that was Lexi. She came to Sheffield Homes as a college student to help me out. And that's where we became great friends. And so you fast forward three years later, and I'm asking Lexi to marry me. She says yes. So greatest accomplishment of my life right there. And so very thankful for Lex. And so Lex and I, we were uh, preparing to get married, and we did one of the, the, the most exciting and scary things, and that's premarital counseling. Right, and so because that's where you, they ask you all the, the the questions to where you get to know each other on a deeper level and reveal things. They ask us, you know, how many kids you want one day? We don't have any kids yet, and I said, you know, two, maybe three. And Lexi says six, maybe seven. And I go, whoa, hang on. Um, and we kind of meet in the middle, so that's where we are. Um, but it was in this session we're with this pastor. And he asked us to do an exercise, and he says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to make a list of 1 to 10, and this is your top 10 goals that you have accomplished by your 50th anniversary. I thought, wow, that's cool. I've never really thought of that. And so it's in this uh, session we start writing out our goals, and we are what we're going to do is after we write them, we're going to flip our paper over and show them to each other. And so I wrote out my list, and Lexi wrote out her list. And he says, one, two, three, flip them. And the number one on both of ours was we wanted to be, be a part of a church plant one day. That was our number one goal. Is we didn't know when, but we, we both had a passion for planting churches. And it, we didn't really know this about each other yet. And God began to lay that on our hearts that, you know, maybe this was in the future for us. And so we kind of tucked that away and we said, all right, God, when you're ready, you just let us know. So me and Lexi got married on August 20th, um, a year and a half ago. And we had been a month into marriage. Things were going great. Um, we, I was working at another church in the Shoals area. I was a student pastor, and it was really great. And we just signed a lease on our first one-bedroom apartment. So we're living the dream. And we're there, and I remember... I was looking on my phone um, one night, and I was looking on Twitter, and I saw a church that was in a, a, an adjacent city, Florence, and I had a lot of friends that went to this church called the Well Church, and the Well Church was this college ministry that was reaching the University of North Alabama, and it grew and it grew and it exploded, God was moving, and they actually launched out as its own church. 
And they had this passion for reaching the next generation for Jesus and, and for doing um, things in the university context. And so I saw on the internet where they were wanting to plant a church in Huntsville. And I thought, well, that's really cool. That's awesome. And I noticed that they didn't have a church planter yet. It was the pastor in Florence, and he was having church here on, in Florence on Sunday mornings, and he was driving over to UAH on Sunday nights just to start meeting people. And so I did the one thing that's dangerous to do uh, with the Lord, and I joked about something. And I said, and I was just joking with Lexi, and I said, Lex, um, what if we just, I said, Lex, let, let's go plant the church with, with the well. And she was just joking back with me, nothing serious at all. She said, yeah, that would be awesome. Let's go do that. You know, I'll finish school in Huntsville. You know, we'll move. It'll be great. We can help them out. And we left it at that. And so that was a Monday night, Tuesday morning. I wake up and I have a, a message on my phone. And it's from the pastor of the Well Church in Florence. And he says, hey, man. And I, and I never talked to this guy. I've, I've had one conversation with him. He says, hey, I just, you know, want to reach out to you. Hope all is going well. He said, I had a question for you. Have you ever been interested in college ministry? And I said, yeah, actually, um, <laughs> now that you mention it, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit interested. Me and my wife were kind of talking about it last night. And he had no idea me and Lex had been talking about his church. And so he said, well, that's cool. I, I would like to meet up with you sometime. And I just want to tell you about uh, a, an opportunity. I thought, oh, <laughs> okay. And so the next day, uh, I meet up with Alan Tate. And I'm sitting down. We're having a cup of coffee together. And a long story short, he says, Ethan, we want to plant a church in Huntsville. And we want you to go with your wife to be the church planning team. And I thought, oh, wow. Um, and he said, the ball's in your court. Think about it. Pray about it. Let me know. I said, all right. And so I remember I, I immediately drove to Lexi's workplace. I said, Lex, you are not going to believe this. <laughs> but you know, you, I said, you remember that thing we were joking about on Monday? She said, yeah. I was like, well, it, it's happening. <laughs> she said, what? I said, we got, they want us to move to Huntsville to plant a church. And so we, um, we didn't believe, we didn't know if this was the Lord. We just, we just signed a lease on an apartment. We just got married. We kind of had things in control. And so we began to pray through this. And as time went on, the Lord just began to affirm that this is what he wanted us to do. And so it was in this that I'm, we're doing the, the most time grueling thing a youth pastor can do. And that's a lock-in. You guys have ever done a lock-in before? You know, it's, it's like the, the craziest thing that can happen. And so we did a lock-in. Uh, there was a, there's a shakalaka here. We had a sky zone in Florence and we had 200 high schoolers at this lock-in. And we did it at this trampoline arena. And this worker came up to Lexi and said, Hey, uh, this can sound weird, but I just want to tell you something. She said, I had a dream about you and Ethan um, the other night, and you guys got offered to, to go take a job somewhere. And 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 that was it. <laughs> like, oh, that's crazy. You know, that's that's so silly. And then she turned around, she filmed and said, Ethan, you're not gonna believe this. 
someone came up to me and said this. The next week, I'm at lunch with one of my best workers in the student ministry. And he comes up to me and says, Ethan, I know this is going to sound weird, but I feel like you need to leave. <laughs> I said, what? He said, I, I feel like you need to leave, like you need to go, like God's wanting you to do something. At first, I thought, oh, man, he hates me and he wants me to go. But no, he said, no, I feel like God's got something for you, so go do it. Okay, and I remember I was talking to Lex, Lex, I think we're supposed to go. I think we're supposed to do this. And so it was in September of that year that we said, yes, okay, we're going to go and be a part of this church planning team to move to Huntsville. And so we said yes to this, and we uh, got into church planning, began to learn the ins and outs of it, partnered with the North American Mission Board and the Alabama State Board of Missions. And and it was in that the end of that year that we were trained and me, Lexi, and one of our friends, we moved to Huntsville to plant a church. And so from that moment, I can honestly say I've experienced the hardest, most rewarding, most exciting year of my life to this day. Um, this In this journey, we began to reach out to college students because we, part of our church is, you know, every our niche is we want to reach out to the next generation and to reach college students because they're the future leaders. If we do not reach them, then the, the torch will not be passed. And so we want to reach them. And so we went on the campus, and in doing so, we had a just a Bible study that we started just to see if anyone's even interested in being a part of our church. And so the very first night, we had a mega church come of three people to our church. And it was, I remember thinking these people came and, um, and, and we thought, all right, Lord, I can, I can handle this. This is good. Uh, but you need to help us out. <laughs> we, we need a little help. And so we began to do ministry on the campus of UAH and just trust in God that if God had called us that he would be faithful to do something. Right, because we're not special. Like, there's nothing special about Lexi and I. Um, we're just we're just believers. The only thing special about us is that we have the Spirit of God inside of us, and I believe God can do big things when believers say yes to His call. And so it was on the campus that we began to meet each and every week. And then the the second week came by, and we had five people come. I thought, all right, like praise God, this is awesome. And we began to rinse and repeat this process where eventually six people would come and seven people, then eight people and nine people. And so we did this process, began to build a launch team to officially launch the church and go public. And so we uh, spent a half a year laboring on the campus of UAH. And then on September 10th of last year, we officially launched our church and we had 147 people come. And we were absolutely blown away by what God did. And I remember, though, the win is misleading. The win was not in a bunch of people being crammed into a room. The real win was in that we got to see people go from death to life. And we got to see people meet Jesus as Lord. And so since we've been there, we've been blessed to see multitudes of people that were formerly dead in their sins, professed faith in Christ, and now they are your brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God. And that is what it's all about. See, church planting, it's not about just cramming people in a room. It's about taking the gospel to people that need it and seeing life change. It's about seeing disciples made. 
And so we've been blessed just in this journey. And one of the first people that came to faith in, in our ministry, his name was Siddharth. He's from India, just moved over here. And his very first experience with a local church was our church. Well, our church was meeting on the campus at UAH. They would given us a small room and Siddharth came. And it was weeks and weeks and weeks after Siddharth reading the gospel, hearing the gospel, that one night we were reading through the book of James and we see that those who draw near to God, God will draw near to them. And he believed that he needed the Lord, knew his sin. And so he went home that night, couldn't sleep that night. And in the middle of the night, he rose up, read the word, and he asked God to save him in his own apartment by himself. He texted us the next day and said, hey guys, I just want to let you know that I'm a Christian. And we said, what? He came from a Hindu family. He came from a completely non-believing background. And he said, I'm a believer now. I'm a Christian. And we, we, we were celebrating. We were excited. And so it was on this September the 10th that we did uh, an old school Southern Baptist baptism. And we got a horse trough. And on the middle of the campus of UAH, we baptized them right there in the middle of the campus. It was uh, in this journey that Lexi, she took a job before she was at WayFM on the campus at UAH as a mail delivery person. She did this so she could meet students and deliver mail, invite them to church, and share the gospel with them. It was there that she was on the campus. She met a girl named Jordan. Jordan was an incoming freshman to UAH, and they began to build a relationship. And week after week, they would begin to read God's Word together and just talk about the good news of Jesus. Okay, uh, Jordan had been in a church background her whole life, and she knew everything about God, but the only problem was she didn't know God. She knew everything about church, but the only problem was she didn't know Jesus. Like, I can know everything about Lexi, but I know Lexi as my wife. Many people know about Christ, but they don't know Christ as Lord and Savior. And Jordan didn't know Jesus. And so it was after weeks of prayerfully asking God to soften her, to work in her, that Lexi got to lead her to the Lord on the campus, right in the middle of UAH. We got to baptize Jordan on that day where we launched our church. And then pretty recently, in the past few months, God has continued to work. And there was a young girl named Katie, same story, grown up in a church, knew all about the gospel, but did not know Jesus as Lord. After many months of coming to our church and going through all the motions, we were here and we had an opportunity to share with her the good news. And she came to realization that she had no idea who Jesus was, no idea of a relationship with the, with the Lord. And so Lexi got to lead her to the Lord in our, in our apartment. And it was uh, just a few, uh, two or three months ago that in our church, we got to baptize Katie as well. And I could share many stories with you about Tucker and, and, um, Adam and, and many other people in Austin and so many people that have come to faith in Jesus. And it's been the most amazing journey because here's what's cool is that as a result of church planting, one of these days, all of us will be standing before the throne of God, worshiping Him at, and just giving our praises to Him. But those new believers will be right there with us. And that not that what matters most? Isn't that what matters most, that there's many things this life has to offer? You know, in the city of Huntsville, the pursuit of the American dream and, and health and wealth, and yes, it's, it's, it's enticing, but there's something greater than that. 
And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That, that even you could have everything this world has to offer, but there's someone that is greater than this. And people get to see Jesus and get to know Jesus as Lord. And so we've been so blessed as a church family just to see people come to faith through the well church. And so we believe though that God is doing something bigger than just this and just seeing a church plant in Huntsville. Um, one of our passions is we don't want to stop there. Um, our goal is not to increase our seeding capacity. Our goal is to increase our sending capacity. And so we are in a thing called the Well Church Network, and it consists of our church and the Well Church in Florence. And our goal is for every church to plant a church every three years. And so God has given us a vision, and it's rather large and it's big, and it's going to be impossible without the Lord moving. But it's to go and plant 16 churches by the year 2026. And the way it will work is every church in our network will plant a church every three years. And so our goal is not to get as big as possible. Our goal is to commission people with the gospel and send them to a new city, and specifically a new university that needs Jesus. And so next year, Florence will plant a church, and we have a target date of 2020 to plant a church. And the most exciting thing that I see God doing in our church is that even though people are coming and people are meeting Christ, that it's right now that we have a team of people that have committed their lives to move in 2020 when they graduate. And instead of finding a job here in Huntsville, they're going to move with a church planting team to start a new church. And so we're prayerfully asking people to rise up and to be sent. And to go, because I remember I read the Bible and the gospel is so clear and the book of Acts is so clear, right? It says, and the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be given strength to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so I know when in, 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 in our church, we want to be faithful to sending people. One of the coolest things that I've seen is we had a student move from Tuscaloosa to here to go to UAH. And he was joining the soccer team. But little did he know the Lord had some bigger things. He came and the first group he met was the Well Church. He met the Well Church and he saw our vision uh, to plant a church again in 2020 when he will graduate. And immediately the Lord spoke to him through his word and through this passion for church planting. And immediately he knew the reason he came to UAH was not to play soccer. The reason he came to UAH was to learn the gospel, to grow in the local church, and to move with a church planting team in 2020. And so Eli is one of about a dozen students that have already committed to move their lives in 2020. And it is my greatest passion to send people out our door one day and so we say this at our church, we care more about the day you leave than the day you come. We really mean that. Not because we want to say, have a bad fight or something go wrong and, and you get mad and leave. But we're bringing you up front, we're shedding tears because we're moving cities, but we're overwhelmed with joy because you're going to take the gospel to those that need it. And all this comes from this one belief that I believe God is moving, God is doing great things, and He's doing it through the local church. And so I want to encourage you 
there's something that I've experienced. I've only been here a year and a half. I have much to learn and I have much to grow in. But there is something I've seen. And that God is doing something very unique in Huntsville and Madison. Do you see it happening? Maybe the best days for Haven Baptist Church are yet to come. Maybe that the Spirit of God is doing great things right here in this church. I've seen it in ours. I've seen it in others. And I believe that God is doing something great together. See, listen, we can't do this on our own to reach this city and to reach this place. You guys cannot do this on your own. Singular churches cannot do this on your own. But together, we can. And so my prayer, and I just want to encourage you and challenge you, is when you leave this place today, to take the gospel to those that need it. Because there's people in your circle of influences that only you and you alone, God has set up this moment to go and share with them and to take the good news to them. And He will give you the words. He will give you the strength that you need. Me and Lexi can tell you there are many days that we have been scared and afraid because it is challenging. There's no guarantee that our church will make it. There's no guarantee that we're going to be here a year from now. But we trust God that He is with us. And I believe God is with this church as well. And so I want to challenge you and encourage you that as you leave tonight, that you will prayerfully go out and seek the lost. Because God has called us to go and make disciples. And the local church is His plan A. And that includes you. And so, one of the things I just want to ask you to do um, is simply this. I just ask that you pray for our church. Pray for the well church. Um, people ask us, how did you make it this far? The answer is simple. We pray a lot. <laughs> There's no secret formula. I believe it's prayer. I believe it's prayer that has helped us. And God has been Him. Like, He's the only reason we've made it this far. It's not because we're good at what we do. It's because God is good at what He does. And so we believe that God moves through prayer. He responds to prayer. And so we just ask that um, as you consider church planting and as you consider the gospel moving in the Huntsville, Madison area, just to pray for the well church. Because um, we can fill your prayers. And we can feel um, what God has done through His saints. And so in return, we will absolutely be praying for you. Because um, we want to see uh, Huntsville and Madison look more and more and more like the kingdom of God. And this will happen as more and more people come to faith in Him. And so we, make, we will make a commitment to, to pray for you and, and to ask God to, to work through you guys. Um, and so we just ask that you pray. Um, one of my, uh, I'm in seminary right now, and so I'm trying to learn and grow. And I've been reading a lot about different pastors and different preachers. And one of the ones I, I've read about recently is Charles Spurgeon. And um, something unique about Charles Spurgeon, they asked him, you know, what's the magic formula to your church? How does it work? Like, well, how are you guys impacting so many people? And he said, let me show you. So he takes these people downstairs and they open up this big room. And he called it, some people call it the, the engine or the boiler room. And they open up the doors and there's hundreds of people on their knees praying during the church service. And he said, this is why God is moving. 
right? And so I believe that prayer is one of the greatest things, the greatest tools that we have in our toolbox to move forward. And so I just ask that you pray for us um, as the gospel moves forward. And so glory be to God and uh, glory be to him. Praise him for what he is doing. And so I look forward to what God is doing through the Well Church. I look forward to what he's doing through you guys. Um, and so thank you for letting us come and just share a little bit about what God is doing.